0: John. Capri and welcome to We The Gamer Cast it publishes on youtube.com slash Capri and podcast services around the globe every single Monday. Patrons get it first. Thank you guys for subscribing, for hitting the like button, for leaving a comment, for telling your mom, for telling your friend, for telling your dad, for telling your dog, for telling putting it on a carrier pigeon and letting it loose on into the wild for putting it onto a flyer and spamming all the cars in your local grocery market. Is that, you guys, is that, does anybody call it a grocery market? I feel like, you know, when I was a kid, I just knew Superstore. As the many of you know Superstore from the the hit Netflix show Superstore. But if you're in Canada, there's a there's a there's a grocery store called Superstore. But I'm getting way ahead of myself. If you're new, here's the deal: every week I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet. We talk about life and video games. And if you want to be on the show, it's um well you're gonna have to wait until January. But you can tweet at me at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. Let me explain. There's a lot to talk to you guys about, holy crap. I'm in a great mood. I'm so glad you guys are here. I have scheduled the rest of December, okay? I um I, 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 I need to do this every once in a while. Um, but I, I, I'm looking forward to a bit of a, a rest, actually. And what that means, for anybody who's taken sort of like vacation in a sort of a professional setting, anytime you take it like a vacation, it means you you cram in all the vacation time you're taking off. You take all that, put that work, and you put it ahead of the vacation. All right, So then you really earn it, really. So um, I have scheduled the rest of December. There's actually a week and a couple weeks here. I'm going to go a Monday, a Tuesday, and a Wednesday, and then kind of just be done. And then those episodes will go up. So you will have something here on the feed, on the we the Gamercast feed, or on Patreon, patreon.com slash Uh, You'll have something every single week. We're not going to miss a week. I'm just going to kind of get it all done ahead of time. Unfortunately, that means I'm not going to get like a, hey, what'd you get for Christmas? How was your Christmas around the time Christmas happens? Um, but that's okay. I've got those things scheduled. I feel pretty good about it. I think it's important to take a rest. I have, my brother is coming up from, from Vancouver. Do you guys always say this too? Maybe it's because I'm just pretty far north in the world on the planet like anytime somebody comes to visit we say they come on up right even though like i mean i guess technically josh is coming up for a reason. we're coming from the side but in any case really looking forward to that we always have um we always have sweet hangs we we bust out some games of all sorts man and he's always very it's fun to hang out with josh because we don't get to do it all that all that often and when we do we just sort of like sit back uh, we drink some beers. We play some games. We we just hang out, man. And he's kind of just open to like whatever. It's really fun. And so I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm glad he's coming up. Christmas is 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 upon us. The holiday season is upon us. I celebrate Christmas, so I'm going to say Christmas. But of course, I want to wish well to everybody who celebrates whatever they celebrate. Or if you don't celebrate anything, you then have a great December. And that's one of the biggest reasons that I wanted to make sure that there is content um, across the channels for every week. And I think I've gone back and forth on this over the years. Sometimes I'll just take a, a break and just go like, whatever, like the nobody's listening anyways. But I do think that there's some some as especially as time goes on it becomes trickier and trickier some people have a more sort of like traditional december like kind of like what i'm looking forward to but sometimes people don't have anybody to visit some people don't have things to do and um man there's i i know some some people listening so i i know i know of your situation so i want to make sure that we have uh we have we want to make sure that we have stuff for you guys i remember you know not to get too far down the the rabbit hole here because we've got a show to get to but I do remember uh, when Bobby passed away earlier in the year, which is crazy to think we're going to come up on a year pretty soon here. Um, But when like, I was just, I was really hurting. I was really grieving and mourning the loss along with so many people, but other people were creating content and I was really glad that that was out there. It was a place for me to go and just be part of a community. So if, and and I know that December is a hard time for some people too. So, and it is like, it it is for many of us. So um, that's really like the, the, the man didn't expect to be kind of getting verklempt here on a Sunday afternoon as I record this. Um, that's really the, the heart of it there. So hopefully that all, that all makes sense for you guys. Um, what else do I want to tell you about? Man, I'm just feeling like I was just, uh, I just went on Twitch and saw a bunch of my friends kind of go live. Uh, Mitch Power, one, one, six, wait, eleven sixteen. Mitch Power, eleven sixteen and, uh, Rebecca Forrest Minish just went, just went up. And I was, as I was, kind of scheduling the rest of december here i'm like man there's so many people i just want to like either have on the show to hang just as an excuse to hang out you know and catch up and stuff like that but um even more than that even more than just the podcast like there's so many of you there's so many like friends there's so many now there's comics in my life there's video games there's so many things um and and like that can be usually I'm going to talk about this on the pants podcast later on this week, I think. But so you should go patreon.com slash Amy Capri. Hear me expand on this a little bit more. Usually I would go like, oh, this sucks. There's too many things to do. There's too like that's a great thing. That is how lucky are we that we have all these friends around us, people that we can go um, confide in or go play games with or we got books to read or manga to enjoy or anime to watch or whatever movies that like all these things. We're so lucky, and and it's funny because it can very quickly turn into a negative. Like, oh, that it's it's a bad thing. I'm I'm feeling stressed, but man, we are we're very lucky. So I'm I'm feeling just full of gratitude right now. Hopefully, you guys are doing great. I'm also very very grateful to the nearly 70 patrons at Patreon.com/slash Capri. And if you guys like this show, even just a little bit, I would really appreciate you joining the Yumi Capri crew. We don't really have a name for it, but if you want to come on over, you can go to patreon.com slash I would love it very much. And I want to give a special thank you to our premium producers. Dallas Ford, you are amazing. You've been here for so long at the premium producer level. Thank you. Lee Navarro, I will be talking to you soon. The fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. And Jonathan Brown, the man I just, man, I love checking in with you, my friend, the man behind the music on the Xbox Drive and the Nintendo Drive, please check out Jonathan Brown's work at youtube.com P-M-E-N-T. Platinum Producers, Robbie Bobby Miller and Trucker Sloth, you guys are incredible, and of course, our gold members, Argo, Benji Kong, Brendan Myers, Dallas Robbins, Dano, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Joel Brooks, Jose Jimenez, Mac Time, Marcus O'Neal, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, RJ Kern, Skinny Matt, and Xavier Reyes. You guys are incredible. I cannot believe you're all still here. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. Man, I think what, one of the things that really kicked off this, like... I'm just like my my heart is just swelling with like gratitude I feel so lucky of course Josh Borboni from the episode uh, from last week's episode um just that sweet special uh gift of of the overpower cards man I'll never forget it those little gestures I don't know if like I don't I don't think he realized like how how wonderful that was gonna be I told I told my mom about it I told my therapist about it <laughs> just like amazing stuff man we are so lucky to have this community so. Let's meet somebody else in the community. Jordan LaRose uh, is our guest this week. He reached out to me quite a, w- a long time ago to sort of let me know he was out there. And that's one of my favorite messages, you guys. Like to get a DM uh, on Twitter or Discord or whatever it is, or what I don't even know how people, <laughs> Carrier Pigeon again. Um, just to let me know that you're out there you've been listening and enjoying stuff like that is so so cool because there's a there's a community who are like active in the discord They 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 like the tweets they leave the comments on the youtube which you guys are of course amazing but when somebody comes up out of the darkness and goes like i'm here too that's the coolest thing man that's the cool because as you're as a content creator i think i can speak on behalf of maybe others but if not i'll just say for myself like you kind of get like this This idea that whoever is responding, leaving comments, all those things, like the only people that you see are the only people listening. And of course, that's not the case. And I know that because I'm I'm one of those people for a lot of podcasts. I listen to a ton of stuff, but I'm I'm usually not leaving comments or or anything like that. But I'm I'm always there. I don't miss an episode of of the Player One podcast, but I don't always like leave a comment or anything like that. So if you're there, um, maybe I could practice what I preach here. But I always appreciate when you guys um, let us know that you're there because Jordan LaRose is one of those people as. And man, this is a really, this is a really fun chat. Why don't I'm not even going to say anything more about it. Let's just jump right into it. Here he is, my new friend, Jordan LaRose.
1: For sure, it's been going well. I mean, the first the first episode was a bit of a, a bit of a dumpster fire, but I think the <laughs> second the second episode went way better. I think the first one was really just we we were recording just in the we were recording in the kitchen, and we have a cat. So my my fiance has like a, an eighteen year old um, elderly cat. Oh my that just god! Like, she can barely. She can barely see and she just like wanders around the house in the middle of the night just (laughs) screaming. I think when you were on stream on Saturday, right? You heard that you heard a cat going around. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's the cat that that wanders around. So like, I think it's like 45 minutes in, we're talking about something and then just all you hear is just a cat randomly walking around sounding like it's dying. Oh, Uh, but but she's she's (laughs) the cutest. She's the best. But um but yeah it was the first episode was not the greatest towards the end but the second episode was i thought was light years better and yeah um it's it's i don't know it's something i've never done like I, yeah man with the work that i do i just uh, i talk to people all day but i don't really sit in front of a microphone like this so it's just a mm-hmm. different kind of experience which has been good
0: what do you do how do you how are you talking to people all day
1: yeah, so I'm uh I'm an operations manager for a international freight forwarding company. Yeah. So I work in uh, I work in international logistics.
0: So not exactly talking about like, you know, entertainment, Gaming, games or yeah. anything like that. You're just like, you know, talking but maybe about things that you wouldn't want to be for forever. Yeah, more
1: like business related stuff and, and yeah. you know, obviously making sure people are, are putting things where they're supposed to be and mm-hmm. A lot of firefighting—that's what I do oh, yeah. kind of on a day-to-day basis. But um, yeah, it's enjoyable. It's it's enjoyable to teach people. At this point, kind of in my career, I'm generally bringing newer employees to the industry along and yeah. trying to teach them things. And it's uh, that's really the the light—not light at the end of the tunnel—but it's it's something that's really rewarding to kind of teach them and they don't always stay but Mm -hmm. you know to bring them into their first job and show them kind of the ropes and everything it's uh it's pretty satisfying there's something about
0: there's something about seeing the light go off for somebody else like for them to go like oh and for them to kind of grow and reach potential like there's definitely there's definitely something there but you know teaching and coaching and those types of things it's not for everybody it's tough it's a tough gig and it's no. a thankless job. Like, it's all those things. It's, it's, it make people make it look easier than it is. There's a lot of ways to screw it up. Like, all that stuff, man.
1: 100%. And, well, and that's interesting. So, my fiance is actually a teacher. No, oh, there she's, you go. Uh, she's an elementary teacher. So, yeah. I get, I mean, before I had met her, um, I I didn't really have like an inside view as far as what teachers do on a day to day basis. Oh, and, man. I mean, a lot of days it's, I mean, you have young kids, right? Like it's yeah. a thankless job, a lot of days for, for teachers, but, um, it's, it's definitely can be rewarding. I mean, she loves it. Yeah. She loves her day. Her, she loves her job every day. Of course. Um, that she goes in, but. It's uh, it's definitely can be a challenge at times, just like anything else.
0: Sure. It's not yeah. always easy. Well, I'm, I'm tempted to think about like, you know, thinking about teachers dealing with parents. And I feel like that's the same thing that people say when they get out onto the road and they go like, oh, man, everybody else is a bad driver, but I'm a great driver. And when they think about like yeah. parents at a school, it's like, oh, man, the parents of this place must be awful. I'm like, I'm a freaking I'm like one of them. Like, what? who am I to say that, you know, I know. I'm so much better than, than all these other people. We're all just trying to figure it out. Yeah. And you hear all
1: the stories but it's also like everybody has a different idea on how to raise their kids and oh, all time kind of what all that entails and obviously people are weird yeah know? well that's what i'm saying <laughs> like kinda,
0: everybody's different
1: yeah so it's it's definitely there's no like she's on maternity leave right now we've got a we've got a little one but sh- every time that she comes home, there's always an interesting story. I'll bet. Um, especially at kindergarten too. She she's done tons of different grades, but the stories coming home from teaching kindergarten on a day to day basis is just
0: I can't fascinating. imagine fascinating. Is this where is both role. of you guys is this where you thought you would be in terms of your, your careers and stuff? Like teaching, I don't think that you really like fall into. It seems like a pretty purposeful path. Yeah. But like for you, is that or maybe that's not the case, but that is that is that the case for you? Like, was this the idea yeah. from the start?
1: Yeah, for me it was. Um, for me, this is kind of where I wanted to my career to to go. That's awesome. I actually went to school for uh, international trade, so like international business. Um, and I just I finished school. I just hit the ground running and got a job like right in the middle of, uh, right in the middle of the recession. So I graduated in like April of oh9 Yep, which was like right in the peak of everything that was happening during that period of time. No doubt. And, my graduating class, I was I was one of the only ones to get a job, at least in my field. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got hired with my company and I did, just started working. And I've been there now for for thirteen years. Wow. So I my, yeah, so I worked my way up from the ground and ground up. And I went to supervisor. Now I'm managing a team. I've got seven people that report into me. So it's Dang, been, dude. It's been rewarding. I mean, it's there's been a lot of lot of hard years of work especially in my 20s but um i'm feeling now kind of in my early 30s i feel like i'm kind of hitting my stride and i'm comfortable in the role that i'm in so Mm -hmm. this is really what I'm going to do for the next 20 or 30 years of my life. And
0: that confidence, man, that is really refreshing to hear. It's just like, you know, you get the job right out of school. You're doing the thing. You stick with it for more than a decade. I have that resonates big time with me. I was with uh, one organization for just shy of 10 years. And like when I start to think about like life and work and everything, I'm like, we're going to be doing this for a long time. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to be at yeah. this for a couple decades more still. So, I don't want to be like, you know, chopping that up into little two, three year chunks here. Like, I kind of want to change. Is just, it's just too much, man. And also, you can change is one thing, but also, you can get really good at it if you stick with it. And, you know, the 10,000 hours you become a master or something. Like, I think yeah, that there's something to that. That's what I was
1: going to say. Yeah, there's totally something to that. And I think now, like, for me, the job is the job is more the challenge of dealing with people and and learning how to to work with different people that have different types of mindsets Mm -hmm. like if I look back 10 years from now or if I look back 10 years ago when I was in my early 20s I would never have approached certain situations the way that I do now yeah into my 30s so what kind of what kind of kid
0: were you what kind of teenager and early 20s kind of guy were you Oh, I was the, yeah, I was the partier. Yeah. I was, yeah.
1: I was always out, uh, yeah, always out at the clubs when I was yeah, in college yeah. and hanging out with the, uh, hanging out with the bad crowds. I got, by the time I got to college though, I had kind of, I had run through all of that cause I had, Yeah. we started early. I mean, in Canada, we start pretty early with, uh, drinking, the yeah, yeah. And, the drinking <laughs> yeah. and stuff by the time we get to. By the time we get to college. Actual legal like drinking age, you're kinda done. And 18. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and that was the weird thing. I I went to college really early. I was I was eighteen. Were you really? Going on Yeah. So I actually wasn't in Ontario. I wasn't legally allowed to drink. Isn't that amazing? At that point. Yeah. So it was I had by that point in time I'd already gone through high school and we were drinking quite regularly and partying and whatnot. So by the time I got through college, I was ready to kind of settle down and dig in and do the work Mm. and and build a career right but um for other people i know you like you're not even hitting your stride in that regard until you're like in your early 20s right man
0: man. and it's just and now as a parent you have to think about it as well like you just know the life you've lived you know the path that you've taken and the choices you've made and you kind of go okay well like how does this thing like do something maybe if you're happy with it like how do you get something similar but also you know not live quite so dangerously I don't know it's all part of the path you know it's all part of like what gets you to where you are right now
1: exactly and i i mean i have a baby girl
0: she's seven and a
1: half months old oh my god
0: i feel like i just messaged you and she was three months old dude i know yeah it was um the last seven and a half
1: months have been flown by it's been crazy how quickly it's gone we're almost i was sending a video to to a friend today she's she's starting to get to that point where she can crawl
0: yeah and, yeah uh, she's
1: almost she's almost mobile so it's interesting to watch yeah. kind of the transition from just sitting yeah. to, to get to the point now where she's starting to be able to kind of get mobile and, and move around and start to grab things mm-hmm. and she's not quite there but we're we're getting really close but yeah i mean having kids has definitely changed my perspective a lot oh, on a lot of on bad. a lot of things, <laughs> on a lot right? of things.
0: <laughs> yeah you got a girl now yeah. too man mm-hmm. well and mm-hmm. it was
1: yeah and it was funny too I, uh, I was actually just listening to, um, I was digging back through old, we, the gamer cast. Oh,
0: dangerous territory um, episodes. Oh, no. Yeah.
1: So it was funny. I, and I was just randomly going back through them and I stumbled on the 50th episode. Oh, it's a great with episode. you and your wife.
0: Yes. Yes. And
1: I, would, just to kind of go back and see, I don't know, it was just, just to see kind of some different episodes, different guests, but I went back to that one. And then at the end of the episode, you guys announced that you were, you were having your first kid. And yeah that was awesome but yeah it's just to see kind of what you were recording then and yeah, man, kind of um, where you're at now it's interesting to see like it's 5 years so obviously you've been it's a
0: totally you've been putting life. in the
1: work with what you're doing but it's uh yeah I mean, you've come a long way since then.
0: Oh, you're not kidding. I got to have Chelsea back on, actually, because we have a lot to talk about. And well, Lisa, you know, because I haven't talked to her since the 50th yeah. episode. But we actually yeah. at one point we did we recorded maybe 10 or 15 minutes of another episode. And we just kind of looked at each other and like, are you tired? Like, I'm tired. Like, let's just like, <laughs> let's just not. And we, and we never got back to it, actually, unfortunately, like. The show is just one of those things that you kind of has to go on. You end up finding another guest for the next week. So I got to have her back on. But that is I mean, that's part of it. Like there's so many things that I could talk about with the show, but like documenting where you are in your life and just sort of like, you know, you eventually get to the games and to whatever else. But you got those little like pockets of time where you sort of deposit it into a time capsule and they're they're there, man. Yeah. Episode 50 is very that's very cool, man. But I want to let yeah. me jump back to you because we'll get back to like where you are right now w- with your daughter and everything. But I want to jump back to yeah. like young Jordan, man. Like because I feel like yeah. I don't know because we're both sort of maybe mid mid eighties, maybe you're a little later eighties kind of. Tr- I was eighty eight, but yeah. yeah, close. We're mm-hmm. around there.
1: We're in we're in the same realm. Um,
0: yeah, like I don't know. Maybe it was just something about that time and growing, like being at a certain age at certain points in time. seemed like uh, I feel like we we both had similar seventeen to twenty two years of age yeah. kind of experiences man what what yeah. else were you into at that point in time like were you into you seem like a hockey guy to me that's sort of just a guess yeah yeah
1: yeah so i played i i played hockey a lot when i was younger yeah i um, played a lot of a lot of organized sports i played soccer quite a bit I mean, oh there you go in canada that's a pretty common thing to put your kids into is it really i didn't know if
0: it was like i just thought we were poor so we couldn't afford yeah. hockey. <laughs> well, so that's
1: but that's the thing, right? Like that, like as a parent, if you're looking to get your kids active, yeah, I cannot recommend soccer enough because right? it's super cheap and mm-hmm. it's very time consuming. Yeah. Um. So that and it's much cheaper than than putting your kid in hockey. But oh, yeah, man. I did soccer a lot when I was younger. Yeah. Um. And I I played hockey. I mean, I played. I never got anywhere with it. Really, it was really yeah. just house league. I'd play a little bit of select. I think I played rep rep hockey one year um yeah. i still play hockey with the boys here and there we have a beer league
0: yeah um
1: that we play with which we really enjoy um it's good to get together and just have a couple beers and
0: mm-hmm. and hang
1: out with the guys yeah. uh, in the room but um yeah those were the really the main sports that i played when i was growing up so big big leafs fan
0: yeah um, it's too bad um, me Sorry and my, about that.
1: yeah for my old man my old man's been waiting even even longer than i than i have so I think he said they'll Well, he's been waiting since like his sixth birthday I think, for <laughs> for something to happen.
0: Um, so it's
1: just been pure it's just been pure torture. But uh, but yeah, that was that was really my main hobbies, I guess, when I was when I was younger. We definitely definitely played games around the house for sure. Yeah. I mean, we had I what some of my earliest earliest memories were my dad. So when I was super young, we we lived in a, a semi. And my dad had a computer in the basement, and uh, I always remember late at night, I'd wake up and I'd hear him downstairs with uh, with his with his friends, and he'd be playing the PC version of uh, Wolfenstein, I yeah. believe it was a like mm-hmm. very very early early version of it. Um, so he'd be down there playing it, and I'd always be getting yelled at by my mom that I can't go down there because they're they're playing the bad games. Yeah, I'm man, not to be down <laughs> pretty there, but, violent stuff, dude. Yeah, like, very violent back. <laughs> one of the most violent games back then mm-hmm. but uh but yeah so then there's that and we had a we had an, an original nes in the house which which i think was used yeah um and it was always i mean you probably remember trying to get those cartridges to work whenever they went they went bad you'd have to toss like a towel on them or you take like a sweater and just blow on them until you Get the cartridge to work you put them in you put them back out like it was
0: honestly it was nuts that's but the duck one thing, hunt
1: was was a ton of fun
0: I th- that's the one thing that always blows my mind because that was the age before the internet where we have like uh like centralized like what to do like hey google like what happens if my stuff doesn't work like we didn't have that we all just kind of like figured that out on our own just like take it out and blow on it or like jam it in real hard or push down on it as you kind of slide it back into its thing like there's always these little tricks that I don't know where they propagated from like where who told everybody about this thing where did that come from yeah we'll well, it's just crazy it like, out.
1: kids kids today will never know well i mean they'll have an idea but like word of mouth is like that's, that's how we playground. got by on yeah. a day to day basis mm. back in the day right yeah um but yeah i mean nintendo was was definitely big we played uh you know the mario games and we had duck hunt and and all that we had the gun which was that was a big deal back then honestly um then yeah we we didn't really we didn't really get an, uh, an snes uh my buddy actually had one at his house so we'd always go over there and we'd be wanting to play yoshi i think it was yoshi's island that he always yeah. wanted us to play which was a ton of fun um and yeah that w- that was good and then eventually one christmas we ended up getting a nintendo gamecube yeah and my parents uh decided that they were going to buy it for for me and my sister which was a huge mistake why is that uh, because they they bought mario party
0: yeah and for (laughs) nintendo
1: gamecube i'm sure the listeners have played mario party it it can turn pretty, pretty, F- pretty ender. badly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, friend ender or family, family argument mm-hmm. can ensue quite, uh, quite quickly. But, uh, but yeah, I played a ton <laughs> of games on there. Uh, Mario Sunshine played a bunch of the bunch of those, and it was uh, was a ton of fun. And then I, I didn't really. Hang on to say,
0: hey, I want to touch on this Mario Party thing. I want, like, because you yeah. know, I, maybe there's a certain age where you just don't even differentiate, and you just end up taking out your anger on each other. But it's like it's clearly yeah. the game that's screwing you over it's not the other person it's clearly like these bonus stars or whatever or like this person gets a lucky dice or dice roll or whatever like it's not the other person that you that you should be mad at but somehow i mean nintendo has this magic where it's like you can't get mad at the game you got to be obviously you take it out on your your brother or your sister next to you
1: no for sure and well and i mean too like you i'm i consider myself to be fairly competitive and i don't and, and you want to win there it right? is yeah, the problem is. <laughs> is that the problem is that at that age and at most people i mean even with the mario party superstars that's out now yeah i mean at that age you don't know that the game is completely rigged against you I from know. the very beginning right <laughs> it's really just a lot of it is less about skill and more about
0: luck it's completely random ways, right? and it's also but, i feel like that's maybe part of the magic and that like anybody can play you know, like we play Halo yep. these days or we play, I remember even back in the day playing 64 and playing like GoldenEye and it got to a point where I just didn't even want to play anymore because I, you only have like four people who, you know, <laughs> who you're playing with. There's not like you can go yeah. online and just find new people. You're like, you're playing, I was playing with my neighbor. He was going to, he was only going to get better because he had the system yeah. i never i went and played on his system he was only gonna get better so at a certain point i'm like nuts to this man let's just play i don't know international superstar soccer or something like <laughs> something like that was yeah four.
1: well and i played golden eye too i mean same thing mario kart same yeah. thing like you're i was you were either getting beat down by the kids that had n64s or yep. you were you
0: were last right mm-hmm. so it was
1: like Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was an interesting time for video games. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. So now you, now you kind of fast forward, you're, you're a dad, daughter's seven months old, you're starting a podcast. It seems like a, maybe a strange time to, you know, take up additional hobbies. Uh, are you, are you doing okay? Are you tired, man? Are you like, you got a lot (laughs) on your plate right now advancing in your career?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, I think now I've, I've just kind of become comfortable in my job in a sense that yeah my focus is really more on on what I'm doing outside of my job
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I spent a good chunk of my 20s really focused on my job and that was it like yeah. I didn't really do much on the personal side yeah. of things and I really have tried to focus in my 30s on making sure that I'm doing things for me and not yeah. just doing things for my job so I mean I would work 60, 70 hours a week in my 20s, just grinding workout mm-hmm. on a day to day basis. And it's got to the end of my 20s, and I was like, I can't, like, I can't keep doing this. Like, it's, it's soul crushing in a lot of ways, just because yeah. if something's not going well at work, right?
0: Then that's your no, entire world. There's no outlet. Yeah. There's no
1: outlet, right? And that's that kind of, I woke up one day and just kind of realized that I need to have something to do. Mm -hmm. Other than the work that I'm doing on a day-to-day basis so that it helps from a mental standpoint to be able to kind of stay even keeled because, you know, it can be tough. On a day to day basis, when work's not going well, you know?
0: Where did the tunnel vision come from, the dedication to work? Like, where did that sort of like? And was it a, you know, a, a frog sitting in a boiling pot of water or something like where you just didn't realize all of a sudden you wake up, you're like, how, son of a bitch, I'm at 70 hours a week? You know, it was just yeah. like an extra, you know, evening or something here and there. And suddenly it's every day, 10 or 12 hours a day kind of thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, the work ethic for me always came, came from probably my dad yeah and just kind of seeing him work on a day-to-day basis and I mean, not just in, so my dad uh he's, he's still working but he's uh he writes jet engine manuals for uh, <laughs> oh my god know, yeah he's a he's a publications uh writer for uh one of the major uh defense contractors that's United awesome Yeah. So he does, he's been doing that now for, I think his, he, I saw a message online. I think it's 37 years now he's been doing it. So he used to actually, he's a machinist by trade, but he used to, he used to actually build jet engines on the machine shop floor. So he would put them together. Um, and then they would go off to companies like Boeing and, uh, and Airbus or Learjet or whoever, whoever Bombardier was be another customer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so the work ethic from him, I mean, I'd see it not only in his job on a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. but I mean, my dad would always be the type of person that would try to do things on his own yeah. and work mm-hmm. really hard to get it done. So just seeing that and then my, my dad and my mom always instilled making sure that um, everything that I had, I kind of worked for yeah, and I earned it on my own. So yeah, I mean, I yeah. always, I had started at an early age working, mm-hmm. I mean, everything Same. from doing yeah, like a paper route. I think my yep. first paper route was probably when I was like 10 years old. I'm
0: telling um, you, man, we have such similar yeah. upbringings, dude. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. I see a lot of of me and you, man. That's that's yeah. I I would have guessed that actually a paper yeah. out or something some, somewhere back in the day like it starts early and it seems like it sort of it just manifests into something else in your 30s at some point like it your work ethic your dedication like your just approach and even to approach to sports and and parenthood like it's all it all rings so similar to me i would say
1: hmm yeah for sure and i mean that's definitely something i've kind of found like listening to listen to your podcast, different shows is just trying you know, understanding kind of who you are. And yeah, man. yeah we're the same person. <laughs> I, I mean, know like, man. my dad is
0: far from a, a jet engine uh, manual writer. That is like both you and yeah. your dad. Like it, it's like, where do these jobs come from? This is what I continue to be fascinated on the shows. Like where do these careers come from? I just, I had no idea. And it's fascinating to me, dude.
1: And it's crazy. Like to think like today, like, it'd be very difficult to see somebody from our generation spending 37 years at the same company. But I think a lot of, you know, sticking it out with the same company that I've been in, even though there's been difficult years uh, that I've gone through, like a lot of that comes from seeing him go to work and come home every day and doing it every day. Right. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, just I did paper routes. I think I even stole chocolate bars at one point, like out front (laughs) of like, Canadian tire yeah. and uh, Walmarts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I did that for a while. Um, and then eventually I got a job working in retail. So I was working at a grocery store. Yeah. Um, when I was 13. <laughs> so I did I been. dude. <laughs> yeah. My dad got me a job cause he knew, he knew the owner of the grocery store, the local grocery store. Mm-hmm. So I started working there and I was just pretty much stocking shelves. Yeah. When I, was, when I was 13 until I was probably about 15 or 16. Yeah. And then, I, I ended up leaving that company because I asked for, I asked for like a little bit of an additional raise. And it was, that was a really big learning moment for me because mm-hmm. I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the owner of the store's office, I'm asking for an increase and I just break down crying when he says, no, I won't give it to you. Yeah. And it's yep. like, oh my God. So, I mean, looking back, I'm like. But I'm just a kid, right? Yeah. So it's like you don't know any better at that point. But I mean, from that moment on, I was like, I am never, ever showing that type of vulnerability in, in the room mm-hmm. of my manager or, you know, somebody where I'm asking something because, you know, they they can potentially take advantage of you, right? Yeah, yeah. In that situation. So, I mean, anyway, in that job, it was funny because I left there and ended up at Giant Tiger yeah classic um, folks yeah folks in the u.s i don't know what it, it's probably got to be a canadian be thing so
0: much,
1: yeah it's totally a canadian i think and i think i'm just trying to think of what would be a
0: comparable to the u.s i um, don't know man it's, it's like a budget dollar. walmart kind of thing it's like it, it yeah <laughs> honestly sometimes if you were to say like if canada did walmart it would probably appear like a like a giant tiger
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's actually a good comparison. We
0: had a guy in, when I was in university, we had like one of their like heads of marketing or something come to a presentation for us at school. And just, it was super interesting because they were a company that was originally sort of created to service like a really underserved community, just like really far up north who typically didn't, they just didn't have like the distribution pathways to get stuff up there. So like giant tigers, like, okay, we'll be the, we'll be the ones. Like there's nobody else here. Like we'll we'll just do everything, and so they kind of have all products. I guess is kind of way to say it.
1: Yeah, and I mean they have they have you know some grocery items. They yeah. have stuff that you would find in a Walmart, like uh, clothing, underwear, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Cigarettes, if you want them, all that, all Something that type of them. stuff. Yeah, but, man.
0: So you um, were there. Hang on, I want to ask you about because you've been working since you were very young. And for me, yeah. like my parents took half of every paycheck. They like we did They had yeah. control of the bank accounts. They had everything. And you know, as a kid, right. I was always really mad that they were taking away half of my money, not for their own, you know, pleasures or whatever. Yeah. They they put it away into a into an education account, which I will never be able to repay for them for that. It was obviously the best thing they could have done That's for smart. us what were you doing you've been working like were you able to just like buy hockey cards or like what were you doing with all this cash you were if you had no bills man you had no cell phones they didn't even exist like what were you doing with all this cash flow
1: yeah so well i mean at the beginning my parents really started me with an allowance that's kind yeah. of how i started and then once i started the paper route you know any of the money that i had if there was things that i wanted the only way that i could get them is if i worked for them yeah so, man you doing the paper route, you know, if a bike, like I remember buying a Schwinn uh, no snap. BMX, BMX bike, I wanted yeah. it so bad. I think it was like three or $400 and back yeah. then that was, that was a ton of money. Oh, no, no kidding. And I don't know how long I had to work for it, but until I made the money through the job that I was working, that was the only opportunity I was able to, to buy it. I mean, yeah. my parents just made a real point of not buying me things and making mm-hmm. me earn it right and I really kind of think that that's helped me a lot in life down the road yeah um, but I didn't really have much of a setup as like them putting it into a savings account or anything like that um, but I did pay my own way like once I got mm-hmm. to 16 I had a driver's license yeah um, I was able to buy my first car when I was 16 and a half yeah man like, as soon as I was able to get my full license I had a car and I was I bought the car for like fourteen hundred dollars. Nice, yeah. And what was it? My insurance. It was a, it was a tri-colored Toyota Camry. <laughs> tri-colored, and it was tri-colored because I had to do a ton of bodywork on it and paint it. Yeah. Um. My uncle helped me do the the bodywork with my dad. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, the insurance was thirty five hundred dollars a year
0: that was standard then, dude yeah. that was when oh, when you first oh. started driving it was thirty six hundred dollars yeah. a year I, I had the exact same thing
1: it was wild it was mm-hmm. it was insane and um i think in the first three years i spent like 10 10 to twelve thousand in insurance yep just to keep it on the road and like yeah. that was me that was a good chunk of the money that i was earning you know, working at grocery stores, mm-hmm. um, working 30 hours a week, doing night shifts and stuff like that was yeah. all to pay for the cars so that I could have that freedom. Because mm-hmm. I grew up grew up in a small town, like in my town. Like you couldn't walk, yeah. generally didn't walk from one place to the other. Like if you wanted to go out and hang out with your friends, you needed a car. That mm-hmm. was like, that was your ticket to ride. Yeah, man. So that was the majority of what I was spending
0: well Spending there's the money. there is sure. something to be said about you know just setting your goals on stuff like that like it was so funny that you mentioned that because just earlier tonight i was playing pokemon with the kiddos and i was kind of walking yeah. lincoln through he's he's about four and a half at this point and so we're, we're stopping at a, at a at a shop in in pokemon and i'm asking the kids like i'm really asking them like to make decisions in the game like should we do this one this move or this move and lincoln's reading now so i can say like what does it say under under this yeah. attack and he's like it's a, it's not effective so i'm like so should we use it it says that's not really going to work he's like mm, maybe we'll try something else so i'm having him like make some decisions that are trying to make them pretty kind of no-brainer at least at this stage but then we were in a shop and i was saying you know you've got this much money and this is how much a potion costs like you kind of have to make some some decisions and they actually do something similar with their snacks they've got like three shelves where the top is free and it's all fruit and vegetables and stuff like that. And by the time you get down to the bottom, it's like you know fruit by the foot and stuff like that, but it costs more coins. So they're having to make these decisions. And I just think that there's something to be said about instilling like that financial like knowledge in kids, whether or not, I don't know, four might be a little early, but I'm not sure. But I just think it's really important to go. You want that bike, right? Like you want that bike, you save for that bike, dude. Like, I think that is awesome yeah well
1: and even like like it's never too early to try to teach your kids i mean how much they'll take away from it yeah um is really you know up to them i mean mm-hmm. at that point they're still pretty young but i mean four and a half i mean he's he's starting to kind of recognize things together those things. he's putting it together at that age right yeah. so it's it's good that you're, you're doing that and getting him going with
0: that well it's always look good to reflect, I think, on just like our own paths and you know, back to back to you and your seven month old. Like how is this has <clears throat> again, is this part of the the plan that you guys had? Is this uh um like were you were you always planning on being a dad? Did you kind of see this happening for you at this point in your life, or how is that going for you?
1: Yeah, I mean well, I, so I mean I always planned on having kids. Um I just kind of never I never really had any idea on kind of when it was gonna happen. I mean I right. was my life in my twenties was, was a ride I had, I had a lot of, <laughs> a lot of medical things kind of going on that oh, I really? really had to get through yeah. Yeah, to, to deal with. Um, but once I got to 30, I met, I met, uh, Madeline or Maddie, who's my fiance. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, my whole life changed. We, we got together, everything kind of moved pretty quickly. Um, we moved in together and w- then the pandemic hit. And yeah. we kind of had, I mean, you always have a plan in your head of kind of what you want to do for kids. And we kind of agreed that we would get married before we had kids. And that was really kind of what my, my fiance wanted probably more than me. I mean, for me, it was, you know, we have kids when the time is right. 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 Um, as opposed to needing to be married. But um, I, you know, I, for me, it was neither here nor there. Yeah. then um, the pandemic happened and we get to the summer of the pandemic and we, you know, we're sitting down and we're just having conversations and we're like, when are we actually really going to have a wedding? Because, yeah. you know, and then, and you start to have that conversation and then you start to think about it. Well, you know, we don't want to, we both agree that we want to have, you know, two, possibly three kids. Yeah. Do we want to wait until we can get married? Cause who knows at this point with the pandemic. So I mean, yeah. one thing led to another and we, you know, went talked to the doctors and decided, you know, let's try to have kids. And we were super lucky, very fortunate. Um, we were able to have our baby pretty immediately, which yeah. was was great. Um, our birth story was was very interesting. Oh yeah. Uh, and as you, I mean, you and your wife know, like every birth is is very unique. Yes. <laughs> One is never the same. Yeah. Um, but we we were in labor for thirty hours. Good God. It was just, <laughs> it was absolutely crazy. So oh, Reese man. who, well, I could see Reese's head yeah. at about hour 26 and <laughs> she just did not, she just did not want to come out. So yeah. my fiance, who's just an absolute saint, I mean, she was going through, going through it. Um, we ended up having to do a C-section and, you know, not to be too graphic for the viewers, but she, uh, she hemorrhaged post C-section, which yeah. is for those that don't know, that's it's not exactly what you want to happen, but mm-hmm. it's pretty common for a C-section. Yeah, um, so we were in the hospital a little bit longer. Everything was fine, and and then we ended up getting home, and we were home for about twenty four hours. Babies, you know, Reese is one hundred percent healthy; couldn't be better. Yeah, uh, but my my future wife, she she was home for about twenty four hours, and she she hemorrhaged again. and oh. like, passed out on the toilet. I had to call um i had to call an ambulance like i had to call nine one one. oh my gosh a whole deal so it was it was really scary and i mean for those that have gone you don't know what's
0: happening in them in in that moment you don't even know that she would be at risk no. of hemorrhaging or like as far as you know no. you know the hospital let you go home so everything should be fine
1: well in first pregnancy too right like, yeah i don't want to say that i'm an idiot to it all but like there's a lot mm. they're even doing the birthing classes and stuff like yeah. until you're in it and you see yeah. it and you go through it experiences everything in in that regard and i mean i didn't even think anything about it but it i mean it happens it happens to women after after a c-section so i mean that was a that was a really that was a difficult um event thankfully everything was okay the ambulance got there in like four minutes which was great but i mean I, i had to hold her up like it was it was scary um but we were able to get her to the hospital she got looked at she got you know a couple Uh, I don't know if it's quartz or yeah uh blood um and then you know she was able to go home after a couple days and then you know even crazier we get another week and a half down the road and she's at the chiropractor and it happens again
0: oh man she (laughs) yeah (laughs) chiropractor after that that short a time I don't know about that (laughs) especially yeah hemorrhaging is a thing it was yeah. So
1: I had to drive down to anyway. It was, it was a crazy. You're lucky that you call, that,
0: that you even knew that something was wrong when she was like of all the places, you know, to, to, for something bad to happen, that the, the bathroom is probably one of the worst, you know, cause yeah. there's, there's, there's privacy. Like you're just kind of like letting her do her thing. And like, oh, and I had left the house, so I had left the house. And oh she my gosh.
1: Panicking. So I like, I raced home cause I, I dropped the dog off. And oh, she I wasn't feeling found, well. And I found her in there and she was like, <sighs> as a ghost right so it was just
0: oh my god
1: it's, it's really it's really scary i mean and the, the craziest thing after all of that you know my wife is like yeah like you know this is when i'm thinking we should have the next kid and i'm just like that is crazy she's just you know one of the strongest people i know like yeah to go through something like that it's just been uh yeah it's been incredibly inspiring to kind of watch mm-hmm. her go through that and the whole experience as a whole has just been, you know, incredibly eye opening for it, sure.
0: It changes everything. There's if you haven't gone through it, like there's really nothing quite like it. It's hard to really convey. And I, I like and that's the funny thing about podcasting throughout this whole time is yeah, you can almost I don't know like there's something I feel like there's something different about me now than there was like back then. Like I don't it, I don't know if like innocence is is really it, but it's like there's like a or naive is really probably it. It's just like. You know, even dealing with other people who were parents, I just had no idea like the just what their day to day was like and that it's basically forever. You know what I mean? Like you're just like they're these kids aren't going anywhere. They're going to be around forever and there you have a a never ending responsibility to them Uh, even beyond 18, whenever they move out, like they're still going to need you, you know?
1: Yeah. And I mean, for sure, like and that's the thing, like even just in the last couple months, we've still like looked at each other on the couch and said, we have a child
0: yeah man yeah you know, like, somebody it's, moved it's into crazy. this place
1: i know it's it's nuts but um so what what are some of the things you've kind of run into as a parent any challenges or anything that you kind of <laughs> have found to be to be difficult
0: i had a, I had an absolutely i can almost kind of say jokingly now but cuz it's been a couple of years but i had like an absolute um breakdown about six or seven months after Lincoln was born. Actually, like I had just a really, really terrible time with it. Um, yeah. you know, just high expectations of myself, um, not being able to like keep up. I was like, you know, just tired all the time. I wasn't taking very good care of myself. And um yeah. that was surprising. <laughs> I definitely didn't see that coming. Yeah. You know, I'd I'd heard that it was hard and even when Lincoln was after Lincoln was born, I was like, I was mad that people were saying that it was hard because that's not how I would have described it. It's, it's different than it's hard. Like it's just altering, yeah. you know. Like you're not, you're it's no different. longer ever operating it like you're 100 or even you're never able to give like 120. You're giving 120 because your tank is at 60, you know. Like that's yeah. kind of how I would describe, especially the early days for sure.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, and your mental health is super important, right? Mm-hmm. I mean. I've, I mean, I've had struggles since I was, since I was like 13. Yeah. I've had challenges with, uh, with depression and anxiety. I mean, it runs in my family, right? And sometimes it just, you kind of, an event can kind of trigger certain things, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's super important that, uh, that we talk to each other and Mm -hmm. that we, like just having frank conversations about mental health and that you're, you've struggled is is half the battle to be able to potentially you know help somebody else that maybe is struggling with it because there's lots of people out there that are kind of going through it that don't really talk about it on a day-to-day basis but I mean having a kid is is life-altering I mean I find day-to-day even at this point it can be it can be a challenge right I mean,
0: it just, and it changes everything, doesn't it? Like you get into a, especially, you know, I think we both had probably similar sort of 21 to 30 years of age, like probably something similar. And you get into a bit of a routine, you get into a, you know, Saturday nights are going to be the same thing. Fridays are going to be the same thing. Like you get into your, if you're working 70 hours a week, like that kind of becomes your, your regimen. And then all of a sudden a kid comes into the picture and it's like, there is no routine or if there is one, it's like, I'm making sure this kid eats, you know, however many times a day in their first couple of days. So it just, it turns everything on its head and you have to become really good at improvising, I think is yeah, what exactly I remember from
1: the, the early sure. days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, like I'm not uh, quite as far into it as you are, but yeah, I mean, I, I try to make a point to, to exercise yeah. like four days a week. Cause it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's important for your, I mean, that for me, oh, that's something that really helps with same with your mental health. Right. But I mean, that's that workout is generally, you know, at the end of my workday. Right. And that, that's been a challenge because that's generally, you know, a period of the day where, you know, your partner needs help with the kids or kid and what's going on. So it's a lot of, it's just trying to figure out what your schedule is Mm -hmm. once you have kids and how to navigate, making sure that you're there to help your partner too. Right. Yes. I mean, for any parent, for any dad that's out there, the first six months, I mean, it is difficult because your your partner, in a lot of ways, is doing a lot of the heavy lifting, you know, yeah. depending on how the feeding's going and, and everything like that. I mean, they're very attached to to their mother, right? And mm-hmm. focus is just, for me at least, mentally is just knowing that there's going to be tons of <laughs> days down the road where all she's going to want to do is is be with that, right? Yeah, man. So,
0: Yeah. There'll be a switch. And and it'll, I don't even know what I would say, you know, with Ellie being, she just turned three. It's like, it kind of, it's like a flickering switch, you know, from being not on at all to like, all of a sudden she'd be like, and now I'm with dad, I'm holding his hand. We're going. And sometimes she'll just be like, I want to walk. And we'll just like walk around the the kitchen. We'll just do laps around the island and stuff. It's like, (laughs) you just don't say no to that. You know what I mean? I had one moment when I was working from home after COVID hit and Lincoln came down here. And it was about 4.30. I should have been done work, 4.35 o'clock. And um, he wanted me to go back upstairs with him. And I said, I just, need a, I just need a couple more minutes. I'll be right up there. And he's like, okay. And he kind of went upstairs. And I got a message <laughs> from Chelsea about 25 minutes later. And she's like, what did you say to him? And I said, I'll be up there in a second. And she, she says, he's been bawling the whole time. He's been oh crying. And I'm like, and I just had this moment. like, I'm not doing that again. I could have. I felt like work was more important and it wasn't. And as it turns yeah. out, work is still around. Like I still have more stuff to do. And that was yeah. such a huge, huge moment. And I feel like just being a parent is a collection of like those Polaroid snapshots that like as terrible as my memory is, that's something that is just like forever stamped into my brain. Like, like yeah. the birth of the of both kids like that, that is, that's implanted, man. That's forever. So like, yeah, there's, there's all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah and I mean for me like I had similar moments like a couple relationships in my 20s where you know they didn't they didn't exactly work out and that I mm-hmm. mean that was really because the focus was on work
0: yeah and not beyond
1: yeah. really trying to like take care of myself and mm-hmm. and obviously take care of those relationships with other people and yeah. I mean that's I, by the time I got to 30 I had kind of figured it out yeah um But yeah, I mean, you have, you have those light bulb moments every once in a while. I mean, I find I'm doing it a lot more the last little while where it's just like, you know, I know that you need something, but it's like family's the most important thing, right? Like you've got to, you're never going to remember whether, you know, that person, you complete that order or you Mm -hmm. you send that email. Like it can wait in a lot of ways, right? Yeah.
0: More often than not, it really can. And expect, are you working at home now? Like, are you mostly at home or do you go in now?
1: Yeah, I'm going in. So I, I'm going in probably about one day to two days a week, depending yeah. on what I've got going on. I mean, I commute in about an hour to close to the airport. Yeah. Um, I live like out in like a, I live in Guelph, if yeah. anybody knows, um, but it's about an hour away from Toronto. And so obviously for me, it's, it's nice to be able to work from home. I mean, one of the pandemic was not a good thing, but yeah, I've been wanting to work from home for probably the better part of five years. um, And the pandemic has just kind of accelerated that. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Suddenly there's a way to do it. They told you for years, you couldn't, couldn't be done. And now we kind of had to figure it all out
1: for sure. And they, and they want us to start going back into the office. So they have us doing a hybrid schedule, which is, I mean, a lot of businesses are, forcing they're not for i shouldn't say forcing but they're telling people they have to come back into work five days a week and yeah um i mean something that for me is better than nothing that's kind of the way that i i look at it but i yeah. mean i would like to eventually get to a place where i can work at home five mm-hmm. days a week i mean i've noticed it too like i spend two hours in the car every day so 10 hours a week yeah like Ugh. that's time that adding it up <laughs> other things I know right like you don't think about it Mm -hmm. like I'll be honest with you I didn't think about it in earnest until April of 2020 where I was like this rat race is
0: just insane it is actually insane yeah
1: so yeah i mean right but there's now, benefits
0: like, to it you gotta you get to listen to all the podcasts you get the separation absolutely. of like work and home and stuff like there's definitely it's not all bad it's not like we're I all losing it. our minds but yeah. you're right like there's it it never comes to light until like you just completely when do we ever change everybody we all change our lifestyle it's kind of all at once it's been it changed my podcasting lifestyle for god's sakes i don't have a commute anymore <laughs> i drive around to mcdonald's like for no yes. reason <laughs>
1: I yeah, know. I know. And I mean, it's, it's definitely given me a lot more time and I mean, I've definitely yeah. filled that yep. with yeah, <laughs> like this uh, along with, you know, other hobbies and stuff. But, mm-hmm. uh, it's also, you know, my, I'm at home when my family's at home too. Yeah. Right. So I get to interact with, with my family on a day-to-day basis. The and best. I mean, sometimes that can be trying, but like to just be able to walk down and have a coffee and just go over and hang out for two minutes with, yep. with Reese and, and, you know, my fiance is, you can't buy that. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just different yep. in, in a lot of ways. So I, I don't know what, like that. Yeah. I don't know what the future will bring, but I mean, I'm enjoying it for now and, yeah, uh, good for we'll you. See kind
0: of where it goes. So where, where did the podcast come from now? We've kind of caught up to now, like where, who had the idea? You're now two episodes in. I love the fact that like episode two is light years beyond, number one. And I can't wait for you to get to three and then 10 and everything else. So you can continue to just have those reflections. But yeah, where did this thing, where did this start again? Like you just had a, you just had a kid. This is busy time, man. This is all strange.
1: Yeah, for sure. So we, we found out that we got pregnant and I thought it would be a great idea to get back into gaming.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. so what do you mean I, back uh, in did you, did you have a break okay let me take another step back did you yeah, kind of yeah. step away
1: yeah i mean i had a i had a big break really from i will i want to say like the beginning of the ps4 who hurt you up jordan until, i know so that's the thing that i was with the 360 yeah like you know red ring of death the whole deal like yeah. i was i was locked into that one and then i just i couldn't commit to the ps4 i was like or not the ps4 the x the xbox one so i was like all right i'll get a ps4 and then from that on i just kind of i fell off and i mean again focus right like in my 20s like all i wanted to do was climb the ladder and focus on work so i mean games and gaming was something that kind of slipped but um yeah it's just do you even know what
0: you've missed like do you even know like what the (laughs) yeah, like, <laughs> do we need to send you like a package or something <laughs> i know i had
1: grand theft auto on ps4 though if that means anything and that yeah. game just
0: keeps at least oh, oh over again.
1: No kidding. But, but yeah i missed uh i missed probably six six years six years and i mean oh my gosh ps4 that's a was lot. awesome dude <laughs> that's
0: a lot. yeah mm-hmm. I,
1: missed, I missed quite a bit so i just yeah i, I still had the ps4 i hadn't turned it on and like i want to say like two or three years and i was like i should just try to sell this because it's like in the pandemic so i I sold it and then i was thinking i was like i should try to build a pc yeah here we go okay i'll build a a pc and i'll and i'll become a pc gamer which yes but i decided to build a pc and where does that come from
0: how does one go from i'm gonna take a break i'm selling my ps4 to i'm building a personal computer like what (laughs) who's who's in your ear
1: I don't, yeah i don't know well i think too like now that like when we're in the pandemic like i said i'm not going into the offices frequently like yeah. there is more of a disposable income kind yeah. of lying around looking mm-hmm. also really looking for things to do because there's not as many extracurricular activities uh for us to do yeah so i mean I was looking for something new that i hadn't done before and oh my PC- gosh <laughs>
0: That is wild, dude.
1: I know. So I reached out to a friend and I said, I want to build a PC. What should I go and get? And here's my budget. Yeah. ended up getting a case, got all the different parts. And then I was like, man, I am way in over my head. I cannot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No kidding.
1: So I I ended up connecting with one of my fiance's friend's husband. He works for an IT company and he's built hundreds of PCs. So I was like, hey, like, I've got all these parts in a case, like we're going to come over for dinner. Can we build the PC after we're done?
0: Oh, I love it. Like,
1: yeah, no Problem. We can put it all together. Oh, so uh, it just, sounds like the best you know, night ever. <laughs> yeah. It was, a, it was a tu- it was a lot of learning. Yeah. That night, but it was a lot of fun. Just kind of like something that I've never done before. And no doubt. And I came home and yeah, I put it, put this in the room, got a new big screen TV in the, in the office here and fired it up and, Got Game Pass, played Gears of War, did all of that, which was, which was a ton of fun. What and, did your fiance
0: uh, say when you when you came to her with this? Like, okay, so I like I haven't been playing games in a little while, and uh, now I'm building a PC.
1: Yeah, I, th- I mean, she's gonna listen to this. I think she was probably down with it when I bought the PC <laughs> and the Xbox. I think now that we're at like two Xboxes, a PS5, <laughs> two switches. <laughs> Amiibo up yeah, on the wall I you're in it made, got a different like I'm like in it I'm in mm, one mm-hmm. so it's, it's yeah it's turned into like a full-blown hobby but I mean yeah man like pretty much everything else I do in life it's you know to all the max
0: in. All, all in hobbies, right? that's a good so. way to put it that's in that's just it this is exactly the same with me man so I can't wait to talk to you in about a year from now when you're onto your third or fourth podcast and you know yeah. everything else continues to just blow up and expand I love it man
1: yeah, well I mean I'd love to to kind of collaborate with a couple other people if I can kind of get my feet wet and and yeah dude you know, talk to other people and feel like I've kind of got a voice out there that's kind of what I'm thinking I want to do and I really just want to play games and just have fun and chat with people. Yeah man it's games.
0: it's the best. How are you doing with um with Halo? We've played a couple times. Um were you surprised yeah. that it sort of kind of shadow dropped even though there was a a bit of a leak like how are you doing with the with the halo stuff right now
1: yeah i mean i i saw it online i think it was nate the hate that put it mm. out there through halo api or somebody on twitter and i was like yeah. i was like that i would be shocked if they did that because they had so much focus on forza so yeah. i was like that right kind of seems odd to just shadow drop something with all the focus on that game but um but yeah, I mean, in, in hindsight, it kind of makes sense because they get it out to everybody. Yeah. And they're able to test it right, you know, before they get to December 8 uh, when they drop the campaign. And I mean, I was, I don't want to say I was shocked because it seems like almost every leak that comes out these I days know. is close to true or somewhat half truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I've been really enjoying it. I mean, it's growing up, I played um, Halo 2 mm-hmm. a lot land parties i mean you were you you posted a photo i think you were playing a land party on friday right (laughs)
0: yeah dude
1: (laughs) i saw that photo i was like oh my god that brings back so many memories (laughs) with like cr like not crt tvs but the the projection tvs with the huge oh yes dude Mm -hmm. he's down the stairs to play with like a party of us. And we would just go into like two or three in the morning. Um, and I just feel like this version of the game really kind of speaks to people that played, you know, halo combat evolved and and halo two more than anything. But yeah, I'm loving it. A Saturday night. I was struggle struggling big time, but, uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun with it. It's
0: it's great. Oh man. Well, I feel like it's just getting started and I think, you know, it's, it's interesting just the timing of it when it dropped and when, um, when I've recorded the Xbox drive too, because I think my comments on it are are gonna continue to shape and shift and evolve because it's like my first thought, and I think I actually have a recording of me at least saying this once or twice on a few podcasts since then. it's like, this is the game, this isn't a beta. And in this moment, as I kind of reflect on just this past weekend of playing, I'm like, no, this this is a beta. Like this does feel like there's definitely some polish that they could apply on a number of fronts, and depending on who you are and what level you're playing at, like probably have some different comments. But I do I do see them still doing some tweaks. And I'd be curious to see if they get them done by December eighth by this stage. Cause yeah, now they're starting I mean, to mount up. Definitely a lot of fine tuning, right? Yeah.
1: I, I totally agree. Like I was I mean, when I first played it, I, I agree 100 percent with you i was like this is a beta this seems really odd this is it when you look at it it's i mean the battle pass initially obviously that was a bit a bit of an excuse me it was a bit of an issue so yeah they needed to tweak that they they tweaked it i still think they'd need to do a bit of work there
0: yeah in in a way
1: i mean there's still issues with the xp progression yeah i need to to work out i'm also not a huge fan like when you're going into quick play i mean i'm wondering if that's what's coming eight, december 8th is don't have the ability to select what type of match you want to play yeah uh, want to do slayer or if you want to do oddball yeah i mean ctf is fun but i mean i would like to be able to <laughs> i'd rather <select> not <laughs> where I up, right? it would be would be good but i mean overall like it's it's a great game, man. Like there's going to be a ton of people playing it. Oh no A lot doubt. of people are going to be getting Series S's for Christmas. Hmm. Um, I even that's just, just I the was dude, just,
0: Halo's but, free Series S's cheaper than anything yeah. else out there, man. That is that's a crazy combo. And it's funny when you say like the, the the game modes and you can't select them. It sounds like Nintendo. That reminds me of Splatoon a lot actually, where it's like these are your maps. This is just what you're playing, man. You don't have a choice. So, yeah, I don't know, but well, there might be something to it, but. I'm, I'm
1: hopeful that they'll kind of change it, but I think they will. I think, mean, we'll will. Have to, I, think I, I mean, it would make sense, right? But yeah. uh,
0: as the but player yeah. counts go up and everything, because I think that's the biggest thing is when you have few people and you've got a lot of game modes, you don't necessarily want like you got like 16 people over here who actually want to play um, capture the flag. And the other thing, too, is I probably would have completely written off capture the flag from the start had they not yeah. almost like forced me to play. I'm like I'm I'm a I'm a willing participant, I'll put it that way, for capture the that flag makes at this point. Vader,
1: right? They want you to try. They want to get populations into every type of match to be able to see mm-hmm. what happens in every But they can do, do that. Yeah, with, I mean,
0: they can do that with XP and stuff. They can incentivize in other ways to get you over there. True.
1: That's true. I mean, my buddy today, he was just texting me. He's like, "Yeah, he's like, I should I buy a PS5 or should I buy an Xbox Series X?" and I'm like You're gonna struggle to find a Series X or PS5 right now. I said you can follow this guy on Twitter and see if you can find it. But like a friend of mine, he ended up having to go buy one somewhere else because he couldn't Mm -hmm. find it. So I mean, he he texts me like two or three hours later, and he's like, "Yeah, he's like, I just bought a Series S. I've got an Elite, and and I was like, "Yeah, I was like, curious, like, why did you why did you end up just going and buying the S?" And he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm only probably going to play like a couple games on it. Like I'm going to play Forza, I'm going to play Halo. And I'm like, yeah. so you bought it, because you want to play Halo? And he's like, yeah, he's like, I really do want to play that. And I'm like, okay, wow. I'm like, that could sell a ton of machines between now and like December 25th, where parents are going out to look for Christmas gifts. And that is the only thing that is on the shelf
0: yeah and I mean, it's so weird that there's no there's just no stock there's no supply because what i would i was just thinking like why don't they have like a halo bundle but it's like they don't have anything you can't like there's yeah. no they're selling whatever they are able to put up online but i think i saw today was like is this the first time we've seen a series s in a store and it was somebody's picture i'm like it might actually yeah. be we're basically at that stage
1: yeah well, and I, i mean i find it odd they're not kind of giving ha- a bit of a Halo treatment on the S. Like they have yeah. a Fortnite and Rocket League bundle, which I find to be
0: the <laughs> two free games.
1: It's yeah. Like, yeah, so I, I found that to be strange. Like I feel like I mean they obviously had the Halo, the Halo Infinite console, which was I mean I've got one sitting next to my mic here. I mean it's beautiful, but I would have thought they would have put a little bit more into the Series S trying yeah. to get a little bit more of that moving off of Halo because I think I mean it's a great Halo machine. If you don't play, if you don't play a lot of the um, the other get like the third party games, if you're a PS5 owner, like getting an S is a great option if you want to yeah. get into some of the stuff on Game Pass and just great play time. some of that stuff. Like it's perfect.
0: Um, I want to ask you two things. You mentioned you do have a PS5. You got all the things now. You're going all in. yeah in do you have like the i think it comes with playstation plus and it, then you get like the P, the playstation collection like all the, the games from ps4 like i feel like for somebody like you who kind of like skipped out on that whole thing that yeah. collection of games is unbelievable man like as an xbox yeah. kind of guy i was looking at that thing going like that's a pretty good competitor to game pass even at this stage because those games that collection they just curated was like it was excellent dude
1: yeah, and I was, I was actually in looking at that because I, I ended up getting Vanguard on PS, Call of Duty Vanguard on PS5. Yeah. So I wanted to try it with the, the controller and then sure. the, I got the 3D Pulse headset. I wanted to try it with that. And yeah. I mean, that controller is, is incredible. Um, that, I mean, the Xbox controller is great. Don't get me wrong, but the, yeah. the, the PS5 controller with the haptic feedback and the 3D audio is is incredible. Uh, but yeah i definitely was i had to get ps plus because i wanted to play call of duty online and i was looking at those games i've actually bought a couple of them like i got ratchet and clank 2016 so good Um, her her, i actually have physical copies like horizon is it zero dawn or is it it's not yeah forbidden west is the next one Mm -hmm. that was Um, a dlc yeah like i think they have bloodborne
0: on there they have um they have a excellent ton. I'm telling you man like The Last of Us uh I think even Batman Arkham Knight is Last on there us. which now that we're outside I think that game came out in 2015 there was a lot of poo-pooing on that game back then but now you can experience it outside of the you know because there was expectations yeah. and obviously like the, the two Arkham games before that were just excellent so tough to live up to that but you can experience all those games outside of all the crap you just play the games for like what they are man I'm kind of I'm jealous about that a little bit
1: Yeah, well, and from from my end of things, too, like I I was out of video games for so long that like so many games during that period that like I have both physical copies, Last of Us and Last of Us 2, like I have those, you know, in wrappers, I'm going to play them, but I just I haven't got to them yet, right? I need to save myself
0: an oops, because I think Frozen Wilds was the DLC. I think Forbidden West is the sequel on Horizon. I think I might have messed that up. But anyways. Yeah. I don't know if you're keeping, yeah. somebody, somebody just tweeted me and they're like, ah, okay. oh, I didn't shouldn't have tweeted them. Somebody,
1: somebody's keeping track, hey, but yeah, yeah, I mean, sorry,
0: about there's a t- there's
1: a bunch bunch of good stuff on there um, to play. Like, I mean, I think I paid Canadian; it was like eighty bucks for the year. Yeah, and I mean, I think now you can get them all. You can get it for like just went on sale.
0: Yeah, just picked up a year. So, I mean, yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, I think it's totally worth it, especially if you're you haven't played any of those games, like myself. I mean, yeah. I missed pretty much all of the ps4
0: that's kind of the best of them man like there's not a whole lot outside of that that you really like those are kind of almost must plays but is it almost like there's so many of them and also it's not like there's nothing coming out now you know like there's a ton of games now so it's like okay well thanks for the instant backlog playstation i don't know if there's if you really have any intent on going back or if you're just playing what's new or what
1: yeah i mean i i that's the thing right like i have those physical copies with the intention of going back but
0: yeah for me it's
1: mainly just for the multiplayer that i got ps plus but yeah i'm sure there'll be a game or two that i end up dipping into
0: oh man Um, it's they're so good there's some excellent games dude oh my have you played the last of us
1: i haven't i haven't played either of them and that's the thing like i missed i I literally
0: bought the ps4 oh my god what about uncharted have you played the internet no, no, games? No, no. Holy crap. I'm the Xbox I'm like, guy and I'm sitting here going, like, you got, you got must know. plays to get to on so PlayStation.
1: I mean, that's the thing. Like, I need to play more games because I almost, like, that whole generation of missing that. Oh, and almost, that's awesome. A whole set of games in there that I really need to play to be able to speak to, right? Yeah,
0: no doubt. Okay. Well, I won't, uh, I won't pile on the guilt too much there other than to say, I'm kind of jealous of this. Uh, you can play these so fresh. The last thing that I want to ask you about was about the podcast and your co-host, who is this co-host and where did you find him? And are you guys friends since you were two years old or did you just meet? Did you find each other on the street, going, do you want you play video games too? We should start a podcast. What's, what's, what's that all about?
1: Yeah. So the, the co-host that I do the show with is Matt Cariotti. So he actually joined us the last couple of weeks. Uh, he's uh cheeseburger or big oh, Mac. Sick. He, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. So we, we actually met just recently. Um, he, his daughter is a month older than mine. So like eight and a half months. So we're oh, new dads. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, we met through our wives slash fiancees and, uh, we just kind of started talking about gaming and then, you know, I just had said to him, Hey, why don't we just start talking about what we're playing that's and, the best. and what's kind of going on. So it, it just kind of, the relationship is kind of grown from there, but I mean, yeah, we're still trying to find like our flow because for sure. we don't have, when you start a podcast with somebody that you don't really know, maybe for 20 or 30 years, like since you were little, right. You have yeah. to kind of build a rapport with that person and like, and get a bit of a flow going. So that's kind of what we're working on right now to, to get going but it's been it's been good so far i mean he's nice, got man. a different type of, type of games that he's into i mean he likes to play the marvel games um yeah. he was sending me dragon ball z stuff today so it's
0: so yeah i mean <laughs> how did that land
1: yeah i well so for me i'm not a big dragon ball z guy, <laughs> yeah but that's, I, the, that's I, what i gathered <laughs> yeah. but i said i had said to him i said listen i'm like i will look at it like it, i mean it, i love it it's, looks interesting why not i mean yeah, take dude. a look at it you just sent me an article and i was like i don't know anything about this why not just read it and see what's going on
0: hey but, you know uh, it's good for the pod you know somebody, somebody loves it right yeah. that's the thing yeah so oh my gosh i love it man well dude this has been i can't believe how fast time is is flying by i know it's uh yep. laid out there do you want to let people know where they can find you and your podcast and everything what it's called and any links you want to share at the end of here
1: Yeah, for sure. So you can find me on Twitter at JLA underscore 15. So JLA underscore 15. And the podcast is Royal City Gaming. So you can find us on Twitter at Royal City Gaming. And it's Royal City Gamescast uh, on Apple Podcast and Spotify and Anchor.
0: Very cool, man. Well, thank you so much for carving out time. I'm sure we'll be uh, having you back on to celebrate the various milestones of you know, your your family and everything that's going on there, and the podcast and everything. And let me know if you ever need anything, dude. It's a it's a wild journey both in parenting and and podcasting and all this stuff, man. But I'm here for you. <music> I got Pokemon, I got Riders Republic, I got Guardians of the Galaxy, I've got Halo multiplayer. Maybe uh maybe a review coming up pretty soon. We'll see. I don't actually know any details right now, but we'll see. Maybe Halo. Tons of games, you guys, is what I'm trying to say. And yet I still went on the eShop and the Xbox and all the things to like not miss out on these deals. What the heck? How did I not talk about this at the beginning of the show? What what games? Have you guys been picking up on these sales? Have you been treating yourself? Because a wise man once told me, if you don't treat yourself, you cheat yourself. That man was at Fan Expo when uh, Luke, Lore, and I were, the, were guests uh, when we were doing the the Xbox drive together, and he encouraged Luke to get, get that Sea of Thieves backpack. He paid he paid dollars for that. I'll say that I don't remember exactly how much, but it wasn't cheap. He paid dollars, and then they gave a Sea of Thieves backpack to everybody, <laughs> every one of us who was there anyways sorry luke <laughs> hopefully you know i think i'm gonna have luke on the show pretty soon here luke and i've been chatting that's been pretty awesome i hope you guys are great thank you jordan for being on the show if you guys enjoyed this you can follow me on twitter at sean capri sean like connery capri like the pants all the links to follow jordan are in the uh, in the show notes and yeah man go to youtube.com slash yumi capri leave a comment on how it all went what you think did you like it patreon.com slash yumi capri Early access. You get Sweet Hangs. It's exclusive. You get Yumi Capri, the podcast, that's exclusive. You get Pants Patreon Podcast for Patrons Podcast. That's exclusive. It's in the name. You get the War Room, which is uh the console war room. Me and BadBit going at it. We did one episode that was on We the Gamercast a couple of weeks ago. We're gonna that's gonna be exclusive to either Patreon. Same thing with pa- uh, sweet hangs, by the way. You can go to patreon.com slash PSVG for that. Patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. Or Patreon.com slash Capri. You get it all here, man. I'm really excited because uh, after the, the campaign for Halo comes out, Babbit and I are going to have a little chit chat. We're going to have a chin wag. I'm going to discover what what has he been doing this whole time as a as a trophy room, as a PlayStation podcast host, when he's really an Xbox person. An Xbox. And I even tripped over the Xbox. It's just such, such a stupid word. Be good to each other. I hope you guys spread joy. Say hi to somebody. Check in. I'm trying to do the same thing because uh, Jonathan Brown, you inspire me to do this, man. You, Ed Plascencia, a couple of you guys have really inspired me. Check in on your friends. Be good to each other. We'll see you guys next week. Okay, bye-bye. Jason! Jason! Jason!
1: Jason! Jason.
0: Jason. Where are you? Jason 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 Sean 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 Sean
1: Sean Jason 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 Chase! Jason!